you can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. They hated patrol and they trying to catch me riding dirty. Trying to catch her riding dirty. Trying to catch me riding dirty. Trying to catch her riding. <laughs> Bring us in, babe. Welcome to Coco Caliente. Nicole. Yes. Hypothetically, let's say you got a phone call today. Okay. Right. And it's, I don't know who does the casting for the show, but let's say it's the casting director for Survivor. Okay. And they say, Nicole. We think you would be perfect. Not mm. Victor. We don't want Victor at all. Right. We want you, Nicole Franzel, to be on Survivor. And you have to go in three weeks. What I, would you say? Yes. You would say yes. Yes. Do you think you would do good on Survivor? No. Why not? I'm, I'm not a, I'm an okay swimmer, but I don't like going underwater for a lot of challenges. Um, so as far as like the physical aspect of it, I may be in trouble. But okay, but that being said, how many of the challenges are underwater challenges? Quite a few. No. That's what my mom says. Really? Mm-hmm. And for anybody that doesn't know what Survivor is, it's a show on CBS where you're basically left on an island with a group of people there to survive with whatever's on the island and they maybe give you some rice and some stuff to start a fire but you're basically surviving by yourself with those people people get voted off each week it's almost like big brother but on an island Um, and a lot harder even though it's one third of the time i think it's a lot harder yes it is a lot harder and i and i know people from that show Mm -hmm. right we both do yeah and from what i understand it's tough because imagine doing these competitions with no food in your stomach, right. basically dehydrated, mm-hmm. and then you got to go give it your all to maybe win some food or another amenity. That's what I'm worried about is being dizzy during competitions yes. because of lack of nutrition. So I feel like to get ready for that, you'd have to go on like a really strict diet for three weeks of what... I don't know. I'd ask someone from Survivor what they're allowed to eat. Well, they actually make you do the opposite. So the production will tell you, really? we need you to gain like 30 pounds or 20 pounds or whatever. Oh, I didn't know that. So yeah, because if you go over there already like dropped weight, you're going to drop more weight, you know? But you'd be used, otherwise you're going to feel so deprived. 
Well, you're. I guess it's whatever it's, you want. Because it's do. a month, right? So your body's going to be eating away at that fat as be, as best as it can That's true. for that month. Because you, you know you're 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 trying what to last really that time. What really boggles my mind is that you really only get to wear the clothes on your back. Like when <laughs> Caleb was on it, and he was the wearing shoes. he was wearing like heavy jeans and oh. crawling through the sand and like in the water because that's all he had. I'm just like, oh my gosh. You'd have to cut those jeans into jorts. Yeah, it's insane. Would you say yes? I So for me right now, so I've been distant from social media mm-hmm. because I just been distant from social media, right? right? I, I don't feel as it's as important as I used to think it was. As I used to think it was. Mm-hmm. And that also translates into reality TV and stuff like that. So right now I'm at a point where I might decline that offer, right? Mm-hmm. But is it something that maybe when I'm in my later 30s or 40s, if they came back and was like, hey, we think it'd be cool to do like yeah. you come back and, and do like a survivor and then we can show like when you were younger on these other shows. Yeah. And yeah, and then it might be, you know, it'd be pretty cool and it'd be a challenge at that age to do that, right? Mm-hmm. So I I, would, I could see you doing it at that age. Yeah. I could see my dad being really good at yeah, it too. Yeah, I could see your dad being really good um, at it too. I would just never say no because I think... The opportunity would be cool, yeah. whether I'd be good at it or not. I honestly think the Amazing Race is the hardest, like the least um, out of the three, the least that I would be good at. Oh, to, and actually, and I already did it. And you've said you might not do it again. Well, compared to other ones, right? Like yeah, you would, would do, do it, it again, again if they if, asked you. If they asked me and you were my partner, absolutely. But if it was like, would you rather do Big Brother, Amazing mm-hmm. Race, or Survivor? And- Amazing Race was a big toll on my body, big yeah. toll on my mind, big toll emotionally. But so was Big Brother. I just, it's different. Um, and if I'm not on the block on Big Brother, I get the week <laughs> off to chill. Yeah, and on the Amazing Race, you're pretty. It feels like you're on the block. And every week. getting like when we got second four times, which is amazing. We didn't get a, a lead. I know it was an equalizer immediately, which we're yeah. thankful for when we're at the back. But um, it's not like oh yay, I'm like a day ahead of everybody. Else. <laughs> no, we never got that opportunity. <laughs> also, uh, going back to the Survivor thing, my buddy was telling me if you ever notice sometimes on the show when when they're talking to people during competitions or other times during tribal council or whatever, and they seem like out of it or they say something that's like off the wall that has nothing to do with that. And there's just little moments mm-hmm. that you pick up on that people think, oh, that person's weird. It's literally because they're malnutritioned, they're dehydrated. Oh, for sure. Who and, knows? And they can't I'd think say. clearly, you know, and, and, and they're they like, would, wait, what? They would really hate me because I would be the one that lets the chicken go. <laughs> <laughs> so um... we're not eating. But okay, but strategically, you maybe want to keep the chicken because you want the eggs. You don't necessarily want to eat the chicken itself, right? Okay. You can eat. But I thought you need, for a chicken to lay an egg, don't you need it to be like, you need a rooster? Oh, here we go. This is a good conversation piece because this is a, a common uh, misconception. Oh, does a rooster fertilize the egg and that's when it can hatch? Exactly. Your so dad told me that, actually. You'll still have the... Well, I knew that before my dad said it. So. Your dad told both of us. You had no idea. I did know. I did know. But yes. No, I just... You think like to make an egg, you need a male and a female, but that's not true, you're saying? Yeah, because it's almost like the... It, well, it's, all, it's the exact same thing as the female anatomy, right? You have an egg, which becomes mm-hmm. right your period because oh, it doesn't okay. get fertilized so the same thing happens with the chicken the eggs just come out and then but like cardinals and all those type of birds they need to be fertilized correct? yes so yeah it's all the same they, they don't lay eggs that are ever empty i don't believe there's an embryo in there 
It just needs to be fertilized. But an egg doesn't come out that isn't fertilized. Anything that I, okay, correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe that anything that lays eggs can lay eggs and not hatch if it's not fertilized. Huh, because I've never found an egg, a nest with eggs in it that haven't hatched. Because you found found a nest and that nest had to be made by, I think, a pair of birds, right? Because typically birds are in pairs, right? No. The yeah, like the, the mom will stay with the with the chicks no. or something, the dad'll go find food and come Certain back. birds only. Usually at the Rake Robins, it's the mom's job. Oh, but what I'm saying is there's two parties, or maybe, you know, maybe they got divorced. <laughs> maybe the birds had an argument that day and you don't see them together. Maybe they're having a tough time. Maybe one bird has a mistress and then, so just, he's not there. Do you get what I'm saying though? <laughs> I don't see like um birds laying eggs that are unfertilized that don't hatch. Like you'd see them all over the place. Like where chickens, they lay an egg all the time. What I'm saying is chickens are a domesticated thing. So if you don't want a rooster there, there won't be a rooster there. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Like if you want the rooster there, then they'll be there and they'll be hatching eggs all day, right? But birds are wild and they find each other, right? Mm -hmm. They mate, well, fertilize, right? They they become a pair and then they they hatch little birdies and then whatever. I don't think a bird, a female bird just, because that's what they do in nature. That's why they're chirping all the time. Same with like crickets or all the other insects, like it's nature. They're looking for a mate and then they mate. Do you get what I'm saying? I get what you're saying, but what I feel like the, what I'm understanding from what you're saying is that there's (laughs) a single independent, there's a, like a single independent bird and she's just laying these eggs that are somehow getting fertilized on their own. So the egg gets fertilized after it's laid. Yes. How? I don't know. I don't know. But it's like in a hard shell. I have no idea. Are you sure? The, okay, we're looking this up. <laughs> we're going to Google this. And then we'll put it in our outro. This will be in the outro. <laughs> so you don't have to wait too long for this. Um, but anyways. <laughs> it is time for a FabFitFun box, which is one of my favorite times of the year. It happens four times a year. The FabFitFun box is a seasonal box that comes during... All seasons. (laughs) Um, I love getting a FabFitFun box because there's a lot of products in there that I wouldn't invest in personally because I don't know if I'm going to like them. But they're full-size beauty products, lifestyle products. That's actually my favorite part that they're full size. It's not like the little sample size that you can just grab at the store. It's a legit full size item. Yeah. And you can learn, do I like this product? I mean, I've switched to a lot of products through learning through the FabFitFun box. It's like, I like not knowing what um, I get, but if you are someone that likes to plan what you get, you can now go online and customize your box. They'll let you pick, say there's like an umbrella or a purse and you have a really big preference. You can pick the umbrella or the purse. Which is cool because they didn't used to do that. And now that you can do that, it's like a game changer. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, And so I'm super excited to get the winter box, which Mm -hmm. should be here any day. Because it's the most wonderful time of the year. (laughs) Yeah, so if you want to try the FabFitFun box, use coupon code CALIENTE, C-A-L-I-E-N-T-E, for $10 off your first box at www.fabfitfun.com. Use coupon code CALIENTE for $10 off your first box at www.fabfitfun.com. Is it coupon or coupon? Coupon. (laughs) 
Switching gears here, <laughs> we have two Big Brother alumni guests. The final two from last season, season yes. 21, Holly and Jackson, the showmans that made it to final two. Which is kind of crazy, uh, and I guess we'll talk about that a little bit. How does a showman's get to final two, mm-hmm. right? The odds of that happening are very slim. And now they're more slim moving into the future. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so we hope you guys enjoy. Well, we wait for this phone call from... Jackson and Holly. I'm going to hit you with a fun fact. You okay. ready? Yep. If two rats are in an ideal environment, and don't ask me what an ideal environment is, right? Mm-hmm. In the course of three years, there can be up to 438 million rats. Ew. Isn't that crazy? Mm-hmm. That's something that makes you think, right? Oh. That's a lot. You imagine 438 million. That's so many. Where did you get that from? So when people have their Instagram to where they see just like a bunch of people with perfect photos or mm-hmm. perfect this and that or whatever, watching stupid videos, I, my, my feed is full of facts, <laughs> facts, facts, <laughs> and memes, mm. funny stuff. So and that's where you found that. That was one. Another one, another one th- that I read. Is this this doctor, right? This doctor, he wanted to find out if there was, I don't know, a doctor or scientist. He wanted to find out if there was an actual soul, right? If soul was a real thing. Mm -hmm. So an experiment that he did, he checked the weight of people right after they died. Like the weight before and the weight right after. FaceTime audio. I knew that that was going to happen. All right. Okay. Well, I'll tell them in a second. Go ahead. Hello. Hey, Nicole. Hey. Okay, I'm sorry, Jackson, about last time I did not hit record. I feel like such an idiot. Don't worry. I'm the one handling the recording now. Yep. And oh, so thank goodness. It's definitely <laughs> recording as I'm watching it. So. Yes. <laughs> right, good. We're, we're in good hands today. Yes. All right, so let me hit you guys with a fun fact that I was just explaining to Nicole. Uh, this is very random before, because we were recording before you guys called in, waiting for the call. So this doctor was trying to get see if there was an actual soul, right? Mm -hmm. This doctor scientist. So what he did was he got the weight of people before they died Mm -hmm. and then after they died. And the the weight was the same, about 21, uh, I think it was like 21 grams difference. On every single one? On every person. That's kind of weird. So you're saying the soul weighs something? Yeah, that's what his his hypothesis was that. Did he prove it necessarily? I don't know. Could it just be coincidence? I thought you would weigh more after. Well, don't they take your organs still? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Without touching the body itself per se, just weighing the body. How long have they been dead? I don't know. I like, no, that's no. I get the. I you, think we're looking to the it. and I get what you're saying, Victor. I like that moral of the story. The soul has some weight to it. There's there is a soul in us. I like I like that. Yeah, I mean, I like the scientific part that there is one. Yes. Well, and then, but the, the, it's well, a yeah. weird way yeah. to come about. I mean, I don't. You're I don't, getting yeah. dissected here. So, it, are we talking about deaths between the hours of twelve a.m. and six a.m. Or are we talking no, about like three p.m. to seven p.m. Was, was it a rainy what day? What were the variables? Was it a, week, was it a weekend? <laughs> <laughs> if it was a summer solstice, obviously it'd be yeah. a couple pounds different. Oh my god! So, <laughs> I got your point. I got your point. Oh. 
Well, thank you guys. I I really do appreciate the encouragement with that one. Sunday off right. Well, welcome. Thank you guys so much for being well, Holly, first time guest, and Jackson, a second time guest on Coco Caliente. Um, what are you guys up to today? What's the what's the plan for you guys today? We're going to try to do as much nothing as possible because we haven't really gotten to do that much. So mm-hmm. I think we're going to like go on a hike. Um, I'll be going my, to the gym at some yeah, point. Yeah, he's going to go to the gym. We're going to take my dog out. We're going to have a to, Sunday that's supposed to be like a regular Sunday. Yeah, yeah that's nice. Attempt to turn our that, brains off. Victor that, wants one of them so bad. Okay. <laughs> I will. Yeah, your schedule seems insane. Yeah, <laughs> it is. It is pretty busy, but. I will say that that is a very active Sunday. That is. When I, when I think of doing as little as possible. Football. Yeah, exactly. I have my Saints jersey on right now. I am ready to <laughs> okay. yeah, drink some beer and watch football. And maybe if that's not happening, I'm on the couch regardless if I can, which never happens. But hiking right, yeah. does <laughs> sound like the epitome of where, where do you guys live right now? Los Angeles. Exactly. LA. Perfect. Yeah. Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. Let's be fit. Let's look good. Let's get some sun. Let's hike. <laughs> Let's the go weather to the is really nice there yeah. too, well, probably. The weather, yeah. The weather's nice. That's half the reason I moved here because Wyoming in November, I I mean, I would probably still be hiking, but I'd have a lot more layers on. It's mm-hmm. a lot less fun. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So. There's uh, some snow on the ground over here already. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, if you, yeah. you're not really California if you don't have a smoothie or a shake sometime today. So <laughs> I at really, some point, we have, yeah. Well, we have Starbucks I mean, in hand. I'll be honest, though. I'm from Nashville. I still wear my same beat up jeans and boots everywhere. Hey, you wear LA, cowboy so boots? Not, yeah. Yes, I do. That's <laughs> so, cool. Yeah. That's not changing. Even in Los Angeles, that's that's not going to change. That's good. Stay true to your roots. <laughs> Built Ford tough. <laughs> try to. Stay true, try, stay true to my boots. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, no, yeah. So really, really appreciate you guys coming on the show. Um, and we're just going to take it back to before Big Brother. Uh, I guess we'll just ladies first, right? So Holly, just kind of tell us what you were doing before Big Brother. What was, you know, what was life like for you? Um, so I've lived in LA for like six years. Um, and I came out to California for college. I got a business degree. Um, and then I worked in San Francisco. I was actually working in tech, um, in the financial district of San Francisco and I hated it. Mm. Um, so I on a whim went and competed for Miss Wyoming back home just to have something positive to focus on and a goal and something to, to actually work towards that I enjoyed more than work. So, um, ended up winning that and my life kind of took a little bit of a detour. And then I moved down to LA as an excuse to change up my life and not go back to the job that I was miserable at. Mm -hmm. Um, so I moved down to LA and found the most random job in the history of jobs and started working as a safari guide on a vineyard. A safari guide. Do you guide. know that she lit works on the Malibu farm that we tried to get tickets to when we were down in California oh, that one time? Really? Yes. No way. You guys have to come back and do it. Yeah. It's it's honestly so much fun. They just started the company like right around the time that I started working there. So I kind of helps them get up off the ground as a startup. So what is so, the criteria for being a, like when you go to apply to the job as it, did it just say safari guide? Is that all it says? Yeah. Oh, I, I literally <laughs> found it on Craigslist one day when I was like, Craigslist. I was, looking for, like, I was literally looking for like a bed frame or something. And I was like, Oh, safari guide. Like I was like, this is definitely a scam. And I had a job at the time. I was actually at that time I was working in litigation software sales and that sounds complicated. Also, 
Yeah. Also hating my life. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Selling multi-million dollar deals to top law firms in LA and hating it. And so I, I wasn't even looking for a job, but I saw that and I thought it was a scam, but there was a phone number because all that the company had was a flip phone cell phone at the time. Oh my god! Like they had literally just started. So I called them probably 47 times. And one of the times somebody answered and I was like, okay, you're not real, right? And they're like, what do you mean? I was like, this is not a real job posting. They're like, yeah, it is. So anyway, it turns out it was real. I literally got in my car, went up there and was like, hi, you're going to hire me. And they're like, okay, we don't have any girls yet. (laughs) The criteria was pretty low when I started. (laughs) But I I mean, I grew up on a ranch around animals. My Mm -hmm. family has a a hundred horses, about a hundred head of cows. Um, And then, you know, every other species of animal has has been part of our family at one point or another. Um, So that made sense. And then I I gained a curiosity for wine and I became a level one sommelier. And so it just kind of worked out. So I was there for six years. Uh, but again, started feeling a bit stagnant and needing a, needing a change. And I had a friend that kept pestering me about, um, how I needed to go on big brother and it, the deadline was rapidly approaching. And so I finally was like, okay, fine, fine. I'll send in a submission submission video. There's no way I'm going to get cast. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, fast forward, here we are. <laughs> okay. So Vic and I, it's time for us to almost maybe in a couple months, start registering for wedding gifts. Oh, I'm so excited. Cause or I wedding love gifts. shower. I think I'm just getting married for the gifts. Yeah, shut up. Um, And so the company we want to go through is Zola. Mm -hmm. It is the easiest way to plan your wedding and register. Yeah, and we're going to be one of the million couples who've Mm -hmm. uh, used Zola so far. So that that says something. I love that it starts with a free wedding website. Um, It's so easy. It takes just minutes to set up and customize. Vic and I have been on the site like just like looking, what do we think we're going to register for? Yeah, exactly. And it's the only place you can register for honeymoon funds and gift cards along with physical gifts. So it has like everything in one. Yeah, and there's a frequently asked questions section that helps address awkward questions like, are kids invited? Do I have a plus one? Um, those can be, I'm planning a wedding and those are super <laughs> awkward questions. So it helps you navigate through that as well. Yeah. Um, it's the most helpful wedding registry ever. They'll make sure the process is fun and easy. They're the only place that you can register for honeymoon funds and gift cards along with physical gifts. I do know some people are like, we already have everything in our kitchen. Um, we can't afford our honeymoon or we're not going to go on one. So that's something that they want and don't know how to ask for. And Zola also has wedding invites. So they have thousands of designs for every style and color scheme and their prices are friendly. So, because mm-hmm. I, I don't think wedding paper should blow your budget. Yeah, so they sure. help you out with that as well. Yeah. So if you are interested in building a free wedding website on Zola and get $50 towards your registry, go to Zola, Z-O-L-A dot com forward slash Coco and get started today. Build your free webbing. (laughs) You want to go for it? (laughs) Yeah, I'm excited about it. Yeah, so that's Zola, Z-O-L-A dot com slash Coco, C-O-C-O. You know, so we highly encourage you guys to explore it. It's a free, you know, you get the free site and the $50 towards your registry. So try it out. So, okay, so I'm curious about the Miss Wyoming stuff. What is, what do you have to do for, for that? Like, I don't know anything about being in a pageant, so I'm very curious about it. (laughs) <laughs> I didn't know I didn't know much either. Um I mean Miss USA is is 
pretty just old school, like a beauty pageant. So mm-hmm. you're supposed to look good. So that was like going to the gym and, and eating healthy was a little hard for me, but um, I did that. Um, but it's a lot about just presenting yourself um, and being well-spoken and articulate and up on just current events in general. I have never watched the news as much as during my reign as Miss Wyoming and read the news Mm -hmm. um, and read the paper and just tried to be as informed as possible. Um, Because also a lot of it is engaging with your community. And I guess really doing doing the whole Miss USA thing, Mm -hmm. you can, you get out of it what you put into it. So I wanted to actually take advantage of my year. And so I moved home to Wyoming full time and traveled the the state. I would go talk to students in schools. I would talk to local organizations. I just kind of hit the ground running and would talk to people about the importance of the outdoors in our health and happiness. Um, both physically and mentally. And so I just kind of did that because I wanted to, because it allowed me to have a platform. Mm -hmm. Um, But really the requirements are swimsuit interview and gown. And so it's the same thing on the national level when you go to, to Mm. Miss USA. So once you win the state level, then you, you train to, to go to Miss USA. And if you win Miss USA, you go to Miss Universe. And so, so you it- have to look good in a dress, not fall on stage. <laughs> but were you uh, always super well-spoken or is that something that you had to work on? Are you always... Sub- um, my family has, I mean, all of us have always been pretty good with like public speaking. My dad's That's a politician. Good. He was, he, my dad has been in the house of representatives for Wyoming and he's been the president of a, a bunch of different organizations. We were also raised around a lot of adults mm-hmm. because we have a dude ranch where people come and visit from all over the world. Oh. And so, so the people working on our ranch, um, and the people visiting our ranch were always a lot older than me. Mm-hmm. And, not only were they older, but also I was the boss's daughter. So I always had to prove myself and be a harder worker and be more mature. Right. And so like at the dinner, at the dinner table, I was always having conversations with adults. So I had, you know, I think we, my sisters and I always were just, yeah. So so are the pageants anything like the movie Miss Congeniality? Because that's (laughs) how I think everything is. I, I think that Miss America is a little, more similar to that but um but no Um, (laughs) miss usa because miss america is a different organization than miss usa neither one of them are like miss congeniality but miss usa especially is so laid back and they like real girls which is what i like about it like my year there were hockey players and dentists and that's pre-med and just badass you know like a lot of the girls uh, we bonded over the fact that like we all like to ride four wheelers around our property and like get our get our hands dirty and they were just very raw and real and it was awesome. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's crazy because those things get intense. People have like walking coaches, talking coaches, yeah. like yeah. fitness I, I trainer. They're all the it's like <laughs> etiquette training, all that stuff, and it's like wow. It's, it's weird. Yeah, it's weird. I went. I flew to Texas for a makeup lesson. Oh, oh yeah, um, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I don't think I yeah would, that which you know. changed. I learned that like eyebrows are a thing. Um, <laughs> you're you're supposed to wear lipstick. You don't just like put foundation over your lips for like a nude lip. Yeah, I learned a lot. <laughs> yeah, and so also <laughs> for that, if you when you win, does that become like a job? Then do you do like say you won 
Miss USA? Is that what it is or Miss America? So they, Miss USA. Yeah. Okay. Um, then does that oh, become it, a full-time job or? Yeah. 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 Okay. They have an apartment for you in New York city and you move in. Oh, no way. And you go to work. <laughs> yep. Oh my and you're gosh. on salary. That seems yeah. a lot more enticing now. Oh yeah. <laughs> I get it. I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They yeah, also. It's quite an experience. Also, I mean, I wouldn't know. I didn't win. <laughs> uh, also the sommelier for people that don't know what a sommelier is. It's basically, if I'm not mistaken, you're like a wine connoisseur, right? So you know the pairings of wines with foods and cheeses and all that stuff, you know, what goes good with what. Yeah. And you were a level one, you said, or two? Yeah. Yeah, there's four levels, four being the one that's nearly impossible. I mean, even three is honestly insanely, insanely hard. Uh, Level four, it's either you're born with it or you're not. If you've seen the documentary Psalm, they... It, they cover um, guys, mostly guys, because um, it's actually a really male-dominated field, also, which is interesting. I don't know if it's something oh, genetically, like in in our palates, but um, but it it follows guys going for their master psalm because master psalm is nearly impossible. So I'm just a level one. Um, I'll probably get my level two here soon, but. And then that's as far as I care how to go. Do you, because how do you move up? Is it like a test? To have a life. Yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. a test. And um, and you have to, I mean, you have to study a lot ahead of time. Just the, uh, the level one was t- a two-day course with a test at the end, but they recommend five years industry experience before even taking the test. Oh, wow. <laughs> so. I've, I've only known one sommelier in my life and he was a really nice guy. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, they're nice. They're nice folks. I mean, if you love wine, you probably don't suck, you know. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. So switching gears. So then that's that. That was your road to Big Brother. Now Jackson, Jackson. So yes. what, what was your what was your route to I guess eventually winning Big Brother? But before that, you know, how, how did that start for you? Um, so I actually went to the University of Tennessee and finished there in 2018, um, and I was supposed to go to law Wait, school. Did you just say 2018? Yes. Oh, you're a baby. He's a child. He's <laughs> a baby. So, oh my god. How old are you? Uh, yeah, let's, 20, let's I, I was everyone. 23 <laughs> a week before moving into the house. So wow. I just turned 24. Well, I guess I'm not yeah. that much older than you. You're, but... You got to no. You got to sell it five years on them. Yeah, well, right. You're, you're okay. Who, See, yeah, 24. Who's older? Who's older between the two of y'all? I am. He's a year older. Okay. Yeah. yeah, but okay. so okay. So you graduate 2018, then you're going to go to law school. I was going to go to law school. Um, I had some personal things came up where I had to take a year off. And all through college, I've been serving and bartending at a high-end restaurant in Nashville. Um, and I had to take a year off, so I went back to that gig that I was only working, you know, summers and Christmas breaks because it was three hours away from where I went to school in Nashville. And um, I just I, – I was working there and probably – Five, six months into it straight, I was just like, you know, there's a couple job offers here and there that have been presented to me while working at this restaurant. And it's like, yeah, I could either stay in Nashville and take one of these jobs and be very comfortable in a city that I've known my entire life and have a ton of connections in um, and, and never really push myself. Or I can do something different and just just say, screw it, take this year off as an opportunity to to just put all your chips in one basket and then see what happens. Yeah. So I picked February 1st and I packed up four suitcases, got a one-way plane ticket and flew to Los Angeles. Oh. And 
nothing lined up, um, no real friends or a job or, uh, I love when people do this cause it's just something I would never do, but I like love, it's yeah. so inspiring. Yeah. I, I like want to do it, but I can't. Are y'all familiar with, uh, are y'all familiar with David Goggins? David mm-hmm. Goggins. No. Explain. Anyways, he's the, so he's a former, uh, military, um, but he was, uh, he's the only man to ever complete the Navy SEAL training, the, uh, air tactical force, Controlled Air Force tactical control training and the uh, U.S. Army Ranger training. Oh wow! Also set the world record for pull-ups. He's an, he's a, a badass. It sounds Anyways, like it. <laughs> he uh, he wrote a book called "Can't Hurt Me," and it was one of the, it, it single-handedly. I think everyone should read it. It'll change your life for the better, one way or another. But especially like if you're going through sort of like a rut, if you're in a, a bad spot. Well, he was a, a regular of mine at this restaurant in Nashville. He would come in there oh, all nice. the time. And um, his big thing is is talking about, you know, complacency and comfort in life will ultimately get you killed. You're going to like if you're not uncomfortable, you're not going to grow. Yeah. And Nashville was very comfortable for me. So I picked a city that was the most exact opposite of Nashville, Tennessee and moved to L.A. So that was February 1st. I'm looking for jobs online on Craigslist. And this is on February 10th. And I'm at a restaurant, I'm eating lunch by myself. I don't have a car. Um, got my apartment, still haven't really unpacked yet. Wow. And I see an ad or I see a post. I, I get off Craigslist and I go to Instagram. And it's like 12.15 in the afternoon. And I see this post on the Explore page that said Big Brother. I just kept scrolling. And then I was like, wait, hold up. Scrolled back. <laughs> and it was an ad for an open call, like a casting call. Mm-hmm. It was the first one of their casting season. And it was in Studio City. And it had 45 minutes left. It ended at 1 p.m. <laughs> <laughs> so I Googled it. I went on Uber and looked it up. It was like a $6 and some change ride. And it was like 15 minutes away. So I was like, okay, screw it. I'll, I'll go. So That's I went in there crazy. at 1230. Mm-hmm. I, was, I went there at 1230. They, they stopped the line right when I got there. <laughs> and I was the last one in line. And there's a video That's that I actually insane. sent. I went, I sent to Casey of Big Brother 20, the winner of Big Brother 20, mm-hmm. because she, that was, she made an appearance there. She was from San Diego. So she came up for the casting call. Well, I got in there so late. She was on the way out. Well, my mom and I are big, big brother fans. Mm-hmm. And so I sent this video to my mom. It's a video of Casey. And then it kind of zooms out all the way down this long line. It shows me at the very back. And then it goes down and it's my little sheet for my casting call. Big Brother 21 <laughs> on it. <laughs> And uh, I, I found that video. I still have it. I sent it to Casey uh, when I got out of the house. But it literally was on a whim. I've never thought about sending in a video. Um, there was another show from another network that kind of reached out. And I never had any intentions of ever being on reality television. I did that. Not, I don't care about fame or spotlight or, or uh, mm. you know social media following. Um and, you know, in all my interviews, they I told them I would do Big Brother even if there weren't cameras. I don't care about doing it for TV. I just like to compete. Right. Um, so for me, that's how it happened. February 10th was the very first one of the season. Three months later, I'm moving into the house. And then <laughs> three months later, I'm walking out. The that's last so, one. That's and, so and, crazy. Were you the youngest one on your season? I was the third youngest, okay. I think. It was, no, it was fourth. It was. Oh, wow. You had a young sis, season. Ovi, Sis, Ovi, and Bella were all 22, and then I was mm. 24. 
Oh, okay. So uh, backtracking real quick uh, in Nashville, because Nashville intrigues me as an up-and-coming city, right? Mm -hmm. So have you seen that shift from like more small-town type thing? I mean, Nashville's a big town, but more like small-town feel to like now booming, like... Overpopulated. (laughs) My uh, my mom was in real estate for 28 years in Nashville, and it was something for... It might still be growing, but it was 70 to like 87 people a day moved to Nashville. Wow. Oh, your mom was making bank, huh? (laughs) Yeah. Well, so, no. Well, that's why we got out of... Anyways. So, in Nashville, it is... It's completely changing. But it's like the number one bachelorette party destination in the country. Mm -hmm. has been for like three years now. Um, Our infrastructure cannot handle it. The interstates are getting backed up left and right. It's not Los Angeles by any means. But... Mm -hmm. It's 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 getting to turn into like a an Atlanta two point oh. Yeah, because that Nicole really loves Nashville and, and she's it's been there several city. times. I've been there a couple of times with her and it's beautiful. It's awesome. And there's a lot of stuff to do. It was just do. different the last time I went because it was so busy. She felt yeah, like it was overcrowded in a sense. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's it, insane. I mean it is Especially super on a fun. Big event weekend. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It was kinda like, okay, where do the locals go? Because I can't really do this. This is too crazy for me. Yeah. Broadway <laughs> I mean, like Broadway on 4th of July, I think we now have one of the biggest national turnouts and the biggest of fireworks shows in the country. Jeez. It's, um, I mean, it, it's, it's, there are events bringing in, we had the NFL draft that had over 350,000 people in town. For that How weekend. does that? Uh, <laughs> when I was there, there was the, um, was it the Stanley cup finals or something? It was, yeah, it was, it was, we were almost, we almost pulled out a, a championship. Yeah. <laughs> so I was there during that. Oh, and then there was also like. CMA Fest at the same time or oh, something. Yeah. That, so yeah, that and was, I was one like, of the record holy setting. That crap. was most, the biggest record setting night. <laughs> was that last summer? I was there yeah. too. It was last summer because I remember I was going to work and they were like, you going downtown? I was like, hell no. <laughs> I was like, I'm not getting anywhere near downtown Nashville. Okay, so now well, I guess we'll go right back into uh, the Big Brother. So you guys are on the stage, ready to go in the house. Mm-hmm. Like, I know I was petrified like i was shaking and i was sweating profusely how are you guys feeling like it's real like you mm-hmm. know people don't people think that you just get picked and you stand on stage and you go in but you're like sequestered no, in a, a house for a week and <laughs> doing pictures and doing information a stuff long build up yes. and a lot of suspense and a lot of sleepless nights so how actually was, how did you guys adjust to that yeah how do you guys feel like oh my god this is a lot more than i thought it was and like i've watched like a thousand movies now in my hotel room <laughs> Well, I was still convinced until I walked in the door that it wasn't real. I was like really downplaying it in my head because I was so scared of it not happening mm-hmm. and because I wanted it to yeah. so badly. Right. And so I was like, even even standing backstage, like getting ready to go on. And I was like, they're going to come. They're going to take my bag. They're going to say, sorry, Holly, we found something in your background check. I literally like, thought something. I was like, going to get replaced with an alternate or, too. I thought I was yeah, going to walk in. Yeah, I, I never thought, thought I'd, I'd walk in. Yeah, I thought I'd get replaced. I had one friend that was at my key reveal that has a really big mouth. And I was like, her name's Nicole actually. And I was like, I was like, damn it. I know Nicole said something. I know she said something like I was so paranoid. Mm -hmm. I didn't even tell my dad that I was going because my dad knows everyone in my little tiny town. And I, and he has a very big mouth. Mm -hmm. And I knew if I told him, then he would tell, you know, Sally down at the bank and I would be screwed. Right. I had to keep it a secret. (laughs) Well, my parents and my brother knew but and my best friend but nobody else because i was so afraid of like what you said like getting it snatched yeah. last second and yeah. because of someone telling someone else 
<laughs> yeah, but that was the hardest part because it was like I'm I just picked up I I I left everything I had, all my friends, all my family. Like mm-hmm. we just graduated college together and I just picked up all my stuff. And everyone's like, What the hell are you doing out in Los Angeles? And I couldn't tell anybody the process I was involved in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but also the worst part was when I right before I got sequestered was like June eleventh. Well, my birthday was June thirteenth. So I'm sitting there, not so much like I don't care about spending my birthday with people, but I felt so bad about not being able to tell my family members, hey, when, and I told my mom, I was like, you can't go on Facebook and tell our family like, hey, the reason why he's not saying thank you for birthday right. wishes. Like, <laughs> but in the hotel that day, I was, I was sitting there just like gut wrenched. I was like, I can't even tell like my nieces and cousins and aunts and uncles, thank you for the birthday wishes. Right. They're texting me and they're, they're going in green and they're like, this guy's ignoring us on his mm. birthday. <laughs> so that's, that's what, like that's the, the first thing right. people do with speculation is if they mm. think like they've thought it's been an all-star season for the last like 10 years i don't know and yeah. <laughs> so they just message everybody that they think would go on oh, random and they're call. like they're just like oh it went through blue we're good you know like <laughs> if it goes yeah. through green it's like oh they're in sequester because i oh, remember yep. when i went back they were trying to figure out which four house guests were going back and i hadn't even seen the rumors of myself or anyone else but um and they ended up figuring it out just because I think people would message. Uh, oh, yeah. You guys will now be part of the gossip mill. <laughs> yeah. People are going to be messaging. Yeah. Oh, you're going to yeah. be messaging people when Big Brother's going to start again and be like, is he on? Is he on? Is he not responding? I What's saw that on? me and Jackson were rumored to be on Survivor. <laughs> <laughs> Already. Well, oh, oh, hey, you know what? That is actually new news to me. I will not say no to that. Um, Survivor, if you're listening, I will gladly <laughs> take, take a, a, a vacation in the the. Vac- Tropics and be able to compete for forty days. Yeah, it was Sign me. me it was me, you, and one other person. I can't remember right now who it was, but it was just probably cr- Victor. Victor. No, yeah, yeah, it was just cracking me. Nicole up. and I were literally yeah. just talking. That was part of our intro, talking about how well or not so well she would do on Survivor, which I think she'd be super entertaining. Entertaining, yes. <laughs> Good, no. <laughs> so. I love how I love how he said, "Yeah, super entertaining." I think, like, I think she would be like. Like super fit for this. Like this is exactly yeah. what she did. Like, <laughs> right. you know, super entertaining. He's seen me Victor, a lot I think when we should I'm be angry. Little, I think we should be a little offended that we were not rumored to be on Survivor. <laughs> yeah, I'm so far but, gone from all this stuff. I'm just like I don't, I don't care uh, anymore. That's so funny though. I, I just want redemption. I want to go back on something when I can win. Yeah, I felt well, like hey, that a couple times. Second and then... place though is really a freaking crazy. Okay, how did you two make it it's, to final two? Oh yeah, let's, really let's, let's just get to that real quick. It. Yeah, let's do that because <laughs> that's impossible. You, I don't know. I feel like it was like the Matrix, like the bullets that we were dodging in there. I it blows my mind. Yeah, that we were able to by do the it. skin of our teeth. It was uh, like so man, it's, it's a death sentence, and we somehow. <laughs> narrowly escaped death in that house how did the showman start did you guys see each other and like sparks just flew and just or was it like a did it just over time just kind of like friends to like then like this is more or it was well i mean obviously i noticed her on stage i noticed her on stage but like when we introduced ourselves i was a total freaking dork and i still like everyone every guy's had these moments where like you know, usually you're pretty good with your words, but then you have these blunders with like a girl that's actually important to you and like really is somebody you want to impress. And our, when she first introduced herself to me, she goes, I'm Holly. I go, Oh, I'm Jackson. She goes, My dog's name is Jackson. I go, 
oh, I'll be your Jackson. And she looked at me like, <laughs> this freaking 24-year-old, get out of my face. It was like a get out of my face. And then it was like almost like her, I don't know, I'm not going to speak for her, but it seemed like she was trying hard like not to like me. And we, it honestly, it, we, it didn't start out from the get-go because yeah. like we just kind of formed over mutual frustrations with our alliance. And then mm-hmm. personal feelings kind of started coming into play. Yeah, I saw him and the first thing... I like laughed. I literally saw him. We were dressed identical. It was just, I was the girl version. He was the boy version. Yeah. I feel like he was wearing like the blue top, the jeans, the boots. And I was like, haha, typecast much. And I like giggled. <laughs> I saw him and I was like, oh, here we go. Um, and then I met him and he's like, I'm Jackson. I'm 24. And I was like, okay. Yeah. So no. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and like, that was it. Like out of my mind. And I was like, yeah, I'll be friends with this guy. Um, and we were, we, we started out as, as good friends and ended up in the same alliance. And, and like Jackson said, we pretty early on had very mutual frustrations with grateful. And so we just became closer on a game level because of that. And then on a personal level, we always just got along really well and Mm -hmm. would always kind of turn to each other, um, as friends. And you guys know how, any sort of relationship, any sort of dynamic with anyone in the house is just so expedited Mm -hmm. because you're spending so much time together. Um, so we were the last showmance to, to, um, no, I know, but like on, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's like, just, it doesn't take long with, with any person, like you immediately (laughs) know, like their entire life story for sure. Um, and so like we became so, so close as friends right away. And then, um, we were the last showmans to get together, which is crazy. I but think it wasn't until like, but even still, it was like three weeks in, you know, mm-hmm. and it was like day 18, actually, that I realized I had a crush on Jackson, which sounds like nothing, but, but in game terms, it was a long way in. Yeah. That's like six months. When you're up 18 <laughs> to 20 hours a day. Yeah. When you're awake for 18 to 20 hours a day and you're spending it with someone else, 18 days, I mean, I don't know the, the numbers on that, but it's at least a couple months worth of time yeah. in an average day and how much you spend with somebody yeah. uninterrupted. No, for uninterrupted sure. Time. I for mean, sure. me and Vic spent how many days together and I didn't fall to, for you until the real world. I'm <laughs> just joking. Yeah. Yeah. No, uh, for real. He drove me nuts. I fell for, <laughs> I, I actually fell hard head over heels for Paul. Shut and up. Me and Paul. Well, me and Paul, we, we spent so much time together and talked so much that it got to a point where we would start telling a story and be like, you told me that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, The one with the hat. Yeah, and then you went over here. Yeah, I know. Yeah, but can I hear it again? Though I just heard a laugh. Yeah, (laughs) like you've heard it seven times, but you also don't mind because you're that bored. It will, and then you and you really like that. Go ahead, babe. Go, Paul. Just go ahead. Just tell me the story again. I'll pretend I don't know. I'll pretend I don't know. Oh my god, really? That happened? Wow. Uh, you guys were it's dangerous so showmans, you and Paul. Yeah, the bromance, so whatever you bromance. Were. Yeah, they were very because they're both. Paul was so intelligent, and um, I feel yeah. like the, always the youngest person wins almost every season. I feel like there's a that's kind of a thing. Yeah, and the fact that he was a year younger than me, I was very like, oh, we got to watch Paul. And then Victor was just a <laughs> physical beast. So they were yeah, the most, yeah. I, I had to paint them as like the biggest, <laughs> even though they weren't a showman, they were the most strongest duo in the house. And so, oh yeah. yeah. Oh, for sure. 
That's why I would like distance myself because in the beginning I was like really close with sis Mm -hmm. and I was like, okay, I'm already going to have a target because of my closeness with Jackson. So I distanced myself from her a lot because, Mm -hmm. because that's the thing. It doesn't matter. Showman's romance friends romance i was like what a what a romance we called it a womance um but it's like even i didn't want to have a womance even with cat i I tried really hard to Mm -hmm. pretend like i hated her um yeah it didn't work people still figured out we knew each other but (laughs) (laughs) we suck but yeah bromance and womance so what was the hardest part for you guys being in that environment? Because, you know, everybody, well, yeah, people don't understand how difficult it can be to live there, especially yeah. when the excitement's gone that you're in there and then you're just like, all right, this is another yeah. day. And especially in, in a relationship. Yeah. So what, what what was it for you guys? What became the most difficult thing? For me, claustrophobia. Mm-hmm. I grew up on a ranch. I grew up, I mean, working here in LA, I work outside on a vineyard. I'm always, always outside. And being stuck in a house, because viewers don't realize, you know, you guys get how much we're inside, you know, mm-hmm. only having the yard a couple days a week was, most. was rough. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and just the mind numbing boredom. I've never, <laughs> there's, a gif, there's a gif of Holly that says, I'm so bored. I literally don't want to do anything. <laughs> just sit there. It but is. Like, on a, no, no, you, you're absolutely right. Because I, I remember like, okay, I'm in the kitchen. I already ate. Like there's nothing to cook. Oh, I can go sit in this room or I can go sit in that room. I already talk. I don't feel like talking to this person. There's nothing to do. Yeah. I can go upstairs and it's the same I will song admit, and dance. though, I have never been bored in the Big Brother house. Never. What? Never. That's your, okay. Okay, never. well, then Stop you did. Nonsense. Okay. You're, you're, I'm you're dead a serious. special breed. You're, <laughs> you, you were meant you to. You did something right. You kept your... I don't your, know. Okay, well, don't give, her don't, that much, you yeah, don't give her that much credit. <laughs> no, she I might just, just never... be weird. She might just be weird. she's the anomaly in the situation yeah for me it was the for me it was and i'm sure victor could relate was the lack of exercise yes yeah and and i've talked about this time and time again where you tell yourself i'm gonna work out all the time and then you get in there and Mm -hmm. you're just like well you've got that little rink-a-dink if you even you want to call it a gym (laughs) yeah a gym and those bikes that like Mm. anyways yeah you know you know my point yes and then like one night i was trying i asked i was like can i bring some dumbbells inside before the next like five days are cooped up like yeah we don't know so i walked out there like five or like 4 45 right before they shut the gates and i was like bringing in they let me bring in all the dumbbells <laughs> right when i set the last one down stop that and i was like oh ah sick gosh. okay like the, the lack of exercise was definitely the hardest thing for me on an individual level but like yeah. on a part like a duo level for me as far as our relationship the hardest thing was not being able to openly discuss things from our past that make us tick and bother us and hurt us or or when i say us i mean me yeah they like i can't fill her in on the reasons why if she does x it leads to this y reaction you know what i mean and mm-hmm. and because there's things about my past that i don't want the whole country hearing so it's like mm-hmm. for me on a, a relationship level as much as we were just talking about you know you get to know somebody there's still like the deepest darkest things that make us us at our core yeah we aren't able to share until we finally are able to take our microphones off and that's Mm -hmm. never in the house (laughs) so it's like you know you spend two and a half three years of time with this person 
but have never been able to talk about like why you have the scars you have and like why you have the past experiences and the relationships and the things that bother you and the things that you look for and like Mm -hmm. the things that are, you know, a turnoff for you and things that like kind of bother you. Like we can't talk about that. So that was the hardest part on a relationship level because it's like, there's so many times I just wanted to explain something. Like but it's I not, couldn't. it's not like you, Holly. It's like this hap- reminds me of this, and mm-hmm. it leads to this, and then she would. Yeah. yeah. And then I mean, I would be like, "Well, I'm doing something wrong," but really, you don't you know, know. You yeah, why. that's definitely really difficult. That's a really and, great point. Yeah, because it's like we're not in a relationship with each other. We're in a relationship with each other and the 7 million Americans at home on their computers taking notes of the exact camera in the minute, the second that we say something. It's like, and and none of, no one else in my life signed up to be on this show. So why, it's not fair for me to bring them into it, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know? So it's like, I'm not going to talk negatively about somebody or say a story about somebody that's not on the show. That's not cool. So there'd be things that like I would do to her that would upset her. And Mm -hmm. to me, it's like, why are you reacting this way? This doesn't make sense. But then there'd also be things that she would do to me that I would just lose my cool on and like would really bother me, but it didn't seem like a big deal to her because Mm -hmm. we couldn't share those things. Mm -hmm. You know, that was the hardest part on a relationship level for me, at least. Yeah. Cause having a relationship with the fast forward button on the entire time is, is one thing. And then, not having it's it's a weird again claustrophobia because it's like you want to say these things but you're like trapped your words are trapped it's like you are physically trapped in the house and your words are physically trapped Mm -hmm. inside of you because you just can't share and a lot of it you know because a lot of our like trigger points and things are are things from our past and and it's hard to know that because you know we're two people who like seemingly have an easy life and have it all together and it's like we've both been put through the ringer yeah, and it's far from and, the image that people think that yeah. we are oh, 100%. And, and, and it's like but we don't want to discuss our our scars we don't want to discuss any anybody from our life or our yeah, past your because, vulnerabilities yeah for sure yeah yeah definitely That's, yeah and just you know our things that we're still healing from we don't want you know to open up Right. I mean, people who who spend their lives together, it might even take them 10 years to open up to their significant other when they're ready. It's definitely not something you want to explain to all of America. Totally makes sense. And we we knew, I mean, not to the extent, but like we knew that everything we said would be scrutinized and Mm -hmm. definitely not. I didn't realize the extent of that. (laughs) It's getting worse with every season. It's just worse with every season. With the the social media boom. Mm -hmm. Um, and speaking Twitter of which, is Twitter oh. is just, just don't even, I use mine Twitter's for, scary. yeah, um, animal stuff and Victor got rid of his, I got rid of mine. I, I, I nuked mine before the show. I'm never making another one. Yeah. I, uh, I don't use it. I changed mine to our podcast cause, uh, I, I didn't, I didn't like having a personal one. And, uh, <laughs> but yeah. speaking of which, how, how are you guys adjusting to your newfound? Mm-hmm. And I, and I say this because just say if, fame, Victor, no, I don't has, like, I don't like saying fame. strong term. <laughs> right, that is a very strong term. So, our Z-list celebrity status in the realm yeah. of uh, reality TV. How are you adjusting to that? Uh, I like that you say Z-list. <laughs> I always, I always struggle at what letter 
because people we're are like, not oh, Z. We're, like, we're like middle you, of the pack. Okay, but um, you, you get what I'm <laughs> saying. Like, if you if you're on a high horse yeah, yeah, and you yeah. call yourself like a celebrity, it's like okay, we're we're, we're, we're not yeah. we're there's in a, a segment of society. Just being like there's humble. A gif, there's a gif of me that Pop made where I'm at the kitchen table, like hysterically laughing and making fun of all of us, and I'm like, we're just a bunch of D-list celebrities. Yeah, like, yeah. suck. Like we're not anything. Yeah, pictures like we're yeah. Z. <laughs> everybody everybody says D, and I'm always like. I'm like, I don't know, would it be like G or like maybe like M? Because I'm with you, Nicole. I'm like, yeah. I feel like we're like middle of the pack. Yeah. So I always like <laughs> say a different letter every time I say it. <laughs> okay, um, I will say reality TV is is very popular. So there is a lot of people that it watch is. it. So I'm just saying for the general purposes of what I'm trying yeah. to say, like, yeah, we're not we're not all-star, you know, <laughs> red yeah. carpet, you know, type of deal. But how are you guys, you know, getting yeah. out of the house and getting all these followers and people recognizing you on the street and stuff like that? How mm-hmm. did you guys or how are you guys adjusting to that? It's a weird thing. Like when people recognize us, the thing that strikes me is just like, wow, this experience meant so much to me and playing the game. I was so passionate about it and tried so, so, so hard and gave so much of myself to it. And it's so bizarre seeing other people care about it. It's Mm -hmm. like, well, wait, wait, like I, I knew that I cared about the game. Like, I just wanted to play it for me and to prove to myself that I could and to prove to myself that that I can compete and that I can be physical. Uh, and then to see other people so invested and, like, know so many details and be excited to meet us and hear about the experience. It's like, whoa, like, I just thought this meant a lot to me. Yeah. This is so cool that you share in this passion for it. So that has been a really humbling experience. Uh, and we love, like, when people come up and talk to us, we love talking to them, especially if they're, like, gamers and they know what was going on. We're like, oh, okay, we will talk game with you. This is so cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, that is neat. On, on the flip side of that, there's the hate, you know, which mm-hmm. obviously you guys have experienced. And, yeah. and it's it's harder than I think I realized because you don't realize that every move you make, every breath you take is just being torn apart. That sounds like a song. Every I know, right? I, <laughs> I write a song. Well, see, I wrote a song in the freaking Big Brother house. I wrote a song about the castmates uh-huh. and the house and like the little funny inside jokes about the house uh-huh. and writing a song is hard when you don't have a pen and paper, um, but I just memorized I re- it. I retweeted that and said the fact that Holly can remember this should be scaring every mother freaking house guest in there. <laughs> she should be, at, she should be a target now because it was and so like, how the freak did you do that? <laughs> and they still didn't think that I was a mental threat. Oh my so gosh. I they was still like, thought I was stupid even after that. I love it. That's but, good. That's good. That's yeah. When I saw want. that, I was like, wow, she is a threat. <laughs> <laughs> but still uh, nobody thought I was. Cliff uh, still which is a great thing, which is great. That's what you need to do. Yeah. To be a threat, but not like yeah. Let people know you're a threat. I even have had. Well, I don't think Jackson like underestimated me, but I was even like lying to Jackson about some stuff. Mm -hmm. Anyway, (laughs) um, (laughs) because like he was still my competition, but. But yeah, like that song, for example, I got shredded on Twitter and Facebook, like ripped apart. Why about? Because my outfit sucked. Um, oh, I thought you were wearing overalls. I, it was so cute. I think people were like, I wore overalls every day. Whatever. Anyway. Oh, I didn't. Um, I never saw anything. Honestly, I never saw anything negative about oh, that song man. at all. I made the mistake of like it popped up one day. Somebody was like, "Oh, I found your video 
here on like Facebook. And that was just on Facebook. I also saw it on Twitter, but Facebook people ripped me apart. And I was like, Facebook's supposed to be a nice place. Yeah, exactly. But like saying saying how horrible my voice was. And I was like, you guys, I didn't say I was a singer. I'm a big brother contestant. Like what the (laughs) heck? And then like ripping Tommy apart for being my backup dancer, being like, oh, of course he's up there. He's an attention whore. And I was like, I asked him to be. Yeah, you guys are just like, let the, you can't even listen to that stuff. The thing is, I will say that the Big Brother community or like the people who watch the show, they make their mind up quick and it's really hard to turn or change their mind, okay? Because I loved watching you on the show. I loved you. I loved your character. I loved everything about you. There was nothing that I could critique. But the fact that they wanted to hate you, they're going to hate you. If yeah. that was Nicole up there singing the song, they wouldn't have said um, like yep. anything because she was so yep. loved. Um, exactly. I've seen that where people, depending on who it is, they could do the exact same thing. And get away with it. Yeah. Yep. So, yep. I mean, that well, song, there was nothing bad about that song. Like, you yeah. you were, it was so goofy and fun and entertaining. Like, they should have like, been happy they had something going on live feeds. Something. Yeah, exactly. I was like, well, we're so bored. We're just, we're just trying to help. Um, but yeah, by that same token, like, like Nicole would go into the DR and at one point she told Jackson to go F himself. Mm -hmm. It's like, can you imagine if, if one of us went in there and said that about her? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's another (laughs) thing. Yeah. It was like, I, I when I saw that I was kind of like ooh like because I've never I wouldn't swear like that but I was like ooh they're they like love it because it's about um about someone they don't like just like when yeah. Paul was my puppies are barking <laughs> I, I'm too into this combo to go get them but it's kind of like when Paul wasn't liked on season 19 the uh, America loved um the people who hated him like. Cody yeah. beca- got, became America's favorite, I believe, because he yeah. hated Paul, right? So yeah. it's absolutely insane. If you would go with or against the person that America likes, that is how they feel about you. And yeah. in that house, you have, yeah. you don't know, and you don't want to base your game off of who you think America likes. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So, and I mean, well, and I loved Nicole. We were all, we always yeah. got along really well. We got super, super close at the end mm-hmm. because she and I were really similar in the fact that we like internally were, were a lot alike. Um, we function a lot alike. I told her a few times she's like, cause she's 24 also, mm-hmm. um, as well as Jackson. And I was like, you are very similar to me at 24 to Nicole. Um, and that's like the year that I competed in Miss Wyoming and pushed myself outside of my comfort zone and did a lot. And there was just a lot of self growth. And I was like, I was like that moment for me, I was like, this is like your moment of that pushing yourself outside of your comfort zone and struggling and competing and thriving. And right. she and I have a lot of similar like social anxieties, um, and felt really overwhelmed by the big personalities in the house, but we just were very different on the exterior. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're a lot of like, but anyway, um, yeah, we have no idea who America likes. But like right. I, I was, I was friends with her, but not because I thought America liked her. Yeah. I mean, I, like it, it's a weird, I did we have no idea what America thinks. The only thing I knew for certain was that I was not America's <laughs> favorite player. <laughs> I would constantly say I was in Christy and sis were very, very much like, I refuse to believe America doesn't like us. I'm like, dog, 
America <laughs> no. doesn't like us. I loved when like, we are AOFP, America's <laughs> least favorite place. I so love like, you don't vote people that you like in yes. to these kind of situations. Which, like, there's a clip of me in the pool saying, "I didn't come here to become friends with seven million people. I came here to win half a million dollars." Mm-hmm. Yeah, and. And that was like, that's just how I operate. I'm very intense. I'm very aggressive. I'm very abrasive, but especially in a competitive standpoint. Mm -hmm. And this is where, like, I've tried to explain to people in person that, you know, yes, as much as people think that they've seen me live for a hundred days, yeah, it looks like a house. Well, really, it's a studio set that is very kind of flimsy and, and not a house at all. Yes, you feel like you've watched me 24-7 on camera, which you have, but you haven't watched me live. You've watched me compete. Mm-hmm. And there's a very big difference in, like, competitor on the field me and off the field me. Yeah, yeah. And, sure. you know, like, any any athlete will tell you that, you know, like, you could be going up against your best friend on the field. But mm-hmm. you're going to knock the shit out of them, not feel bad about it, and then you'll go get dinner after and you'll be best friends with them again. Yeah, you'll be like, hey, you know sorry I mean? for like, that, buddy. <laughs> yeah, like when you step on the field, you got a job to do. Like uh-huh. if, if we're going to you know, have a boxing match where it's going to be a football game and, or a baseball and I'm pitching, it, it is me versus you and I came here to win. And then I'll deal with the friendship side afterwards. Yeah. But I don't take things personally either. You know what I'm saying? I would yeah. expect anybody to do what they have to do to win and I would do the same. And that's how my mentality is. Mm-hmm. Granted, I have a lot of things I need to work on, and that's the beauty of being on camera for 100 days is that you know I just turned 24, and I just, I'm just i very lucky because not many 24-year-olds can see themselves from mm-hmm. a third point of view around the clock and see all their good and bad traits. Mm-hmm. So as much as I do have to work on, there's also a big difference between me living life and me in the house. You know what I mean? Yeah. And. And and people say, you know, they have these opinions of me, and that's fine. Everyone has their opinions of me, but y'all haven't gotten, not saying y'all in particular, but the people that dislike me, y'all haven't given me a chance outside of the house. you yeah. never had a conversation with me, no. and that's okay. I'm not here to please everybody. But like you said, you know, it's, it's, it's nerve-wracking to think that America, the country that you love, it could very much hate you for yeah. all you know. You yeah. have no idea. Yeah. No, I, I totally agree. Yeah, you when you're in there, you're so secluded from everything. You have no idea. You're just doing the best you can, and then you figure it out when you're out of the house. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I had a gut. I had a gut feeling because, like, I again, I know my personality, and it's not a it's not a very politically correct one. You know, the whole like everyone deserves a trophy, and you know, everyone deserves me. Like, I, I I'm very much a competitor. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like we have one winner, fifteen losers, and. I knew going into it, I was like, "This, it's, I'm going to rub a lot of people the wrong way, uh, you know, and that's okay. But again, I had no idea, you know, that there were going to be other things that came with it. That Those are what really caught me off guard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then so you guys, you guys get out of the Big Brother house and your relationship stays healthy. And so what what's going on now? Y'all, y'all live together? What, what's the status of your relationship? What's going to happen in the future? What do you guys got planned? Um. I don't know. Are we in a relationship, babe? <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess we are now. <laughs> Thanks, uh, Victor. No, <laughs> it's so funny. I was I was laughing at. We've gotten like some DMs of like, "Hey, like hit me up when this publicity stunts over," and we're like, "Oh, okay." I'm like, "Oh, wait, hold. This is a publicity stunt for you? Oh, okay, cool. Sick. I had no idea. Oh, okay, cool. I guess what's like the expiration date on this thing?" It's cool. I mean, obviously you guys know, like getting out of the house, how 
like obviously your relationship started after the house and like uh-huh. in a whole new new way and like transition and so you you get how different things are outside of those walls and it was the same for us like i really didn't know in the house i was like trying to be really realistic. I was like, you know, this man is really important to me, but will it work realistically in the real world? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, maybe not. I mean, there's seven years between us and life is just different. And so uh, we said early on before anything physical ever happened to us in the house, we were always really transparent with each other. And like, we even had a conversation when we started getting a little flirtatious. We were like, okay, if we start anything, we have to make sure that our friendship always comes first. Mm-hmm. And regardless of what happens in the house or outside of the house, we want to remain friends. And even in the house, we would say that we were like making plans of things to do and travels to, to go on with each other. And we said, even if we're not together, we still want to travel and have these experiences together, even if it's just as friends. And I kind of, in my head was bracing for impact, thinking that we would really only be able to make it as friends. Uh, and then we left the house and, being in the real world and getting to be vulnerable and learn about each other at a deeper level and spend real quality time. Um, we've been like inseparable, like really inseparable. It's mm-hmm. kind of disgusting. <laughs> yeah. I was in Dallas for like a boys weekend and I was like having separation anxiety. I'm like, what the hell is going on? This doesn't happen. Like, yeah. I, don't, I don't feel these things. Like, Constantly looking at your phone. On? Just say, hey. yeah. <laughs> Like I'm in a club next to Geezy, three feet away from me, and I'm like FaceTiming Holly, like, "Hey, Holly, I miss you." <laughs> that the like, house just, does that to like, you, yeah. Yeah, we're disgusting. So, <laughs> so yeah, we've been like attached at the hip um, since we left the house, and yeah, we'll see. We're just we're having fun right now. We're traveling. Uh, we don't. We don't. To answer your question, we don't live together. Oh, uh, we okay. Live very close to each other, but. Um, I'm actually, I, so I moved in, in February to Hollywood just because of a mutual friend. I'm like, he had an open room or well, we, he ended up becoming one of my best friends. He's been all, he's been like the 17th house guest for our season. Cause I'm friends with his roommate, ironically. Oh, yeah. wow. like I've, I've known his roommate for like two years. Yeah. She had been in my apartment, the one that I moved into before I ever moved to LA. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> and I followed, room. I followed her on Instagram. She used to live in Nashville before yeah. this. Like it was, a, there was a lot of music. Oh, you were odd. following her on Instagram before yeah, you went on Big Brother? This, like, like two years ago. There's so, so many connections on this season. It freaks me out. Like it I thought it was going to yeah. be a twist or something. Yeah. Like, and, and like Ovi and I, Ovi and I, our classes maybe had 10 to 15 people and we had multiple classes together. I had never met them. Wow. <laughs> I mean, like I didn't go, to, I didn't go to class as much as I should have. And I was usually in the back. So I mm-hmm. probably wasn't looking as much. I mean, I did well in class, but I, just, right. I did well in school, but I just never like went to class as much. I never bought a textbook in college once. Never bought a single textbook. You saved just, a lot of I, money. Try to save a lot of money, but also like if I wasn't in class, I was in the library working on stuff. I wasn't just like, sleeping in and, and i was either working out or in the library i was doing something productive but oh i was always um, not going to class yeah holly and i we don't we don't <laughs> live together but we live we live close and i'm trying to move closer to marina del rey santa monica i need to be near the water that's nice. the whole reason why i moved to los angeles in the first place um and for me like as much as i i love la the reasons why i like la are a lot of the same reasons why i dislike la again i just needed something different 
Um, but for me, living in the center of Hollywood is just, it, it's too much. I, I don't mind being in Hollywood on the nights or like coming here for events and things like that. But I want to be looking at a beach when I look out my window. Hey, you know be- what I mean? Beach, I want to be beach, able to train on the it, beach. Sun kiss, yeah. that, that's I the want California to be within dream. running distance of my gym, which is Gold's Gym Venice. So Victor, I know you're familiar with yes, Gold's Venice. The, I've the worked out there a couple times. Building. Yep, for sure. Yeah, so that's my gym. So it's like I want to be within running distance because you can't drive 10 miles in Los Angeles. That'll take three hours sometimes. Oh, for <laughs> sure. You have to be within yeah. walking distance of where you want to be. Of everything. Yeah. yeah, and so it's like for me, everything is, is on the water. Everything's not in Hollywood. Everything's on the water. That's what I want. Mm-hmm. So just trying to figure that out. I'm on a month-to-month lease, so um, I might end up crashing at Holly's for like a month or two figuring out things. But living together, not not quite to that point yet, just on our personal standpoint for both of our lives. Not yeah. We know we could do it. We know it's Obviously. possible. We did it for 100 days. <laughs> right. It's just like where our lives are at right now. It has nothing to do with the relationship, just strictly personal, and then that's it. But now we're very much uh, going strong. So, hey, that's mm-hmm. good. We're, we're really happy for you guys, and, and we really appreciate you guys coming on the and podcast hope that today. We can double date sometime. Yeah. Uh, oh, absolutely. You if y'all should... ever, yeah. This winter, when it gets nice and icy cold out there, at least you know you you have places to stay. Or if uh, if y'all ever want to go out in Nashville, I got quite a few connections. I know the city like the back of my hand, and yeah. I'd love to take us on tour out on Broadway and, and show you the ropes. Yeah, that would actually Literally. be really fun. That would be fun. And somehow we always end up in California, Nicole yeah. and I. So for some really. reason, it's it's never planned. It's just happened. So if that does happen, we'll give you guys a buzz. Um, well, good yeah. stuff, man. Yeah, well, yeah. Uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of the Big Brother family out here too. Have a little good old Lakers game or something like that. Yeah, for <laughs> sure. Exactly, Robin Cass. Thank you all so much. No, Seriously, thank you guys so much for being yes. on the show. Uh, Heck yeah! And Nicole will hit you up. We're gonna have some cool art for you guys, yeah. and you guys will really love it. Little cartoon versions. Awesome. Oh, great! That'd be great. Yeah, um, but yeah, thank you guys so much, and have a good rest of your day. Yeah, thank you. Thank all right, you. Thank you. Bye, guys. so nicole was right and i was right (laughs) so i was wrong on one thing but i was right on the other thing so nicole go ahead the egg is fertilized internally in birds so so basically you don't lay the egg and then it's fertilized yeah but they do just lay eggs if they're not fertilized true and it's all birds True. And, and some mammals and some bony fish. And so it depends, but it's all birds for sure. That's how that works. Mm-hmm. So for people that the miscon- misconception mm-hmm. would be that you're eating a baby bird. But if a lot, they said a lot of times like the eggs that you're buying at the store, for instance, were never fertilized. Were never fertilized so they will never turn into a baby chick. Yeah. It's not like you um, can warm them up. So <laughs> if you have your own chickens like in the backyard with no rooster, then you're not going to hatch any uh, you're not going to, you're not eating chicks. Yeah, that's very okay. true. And now to close out the episode, yep. as we always do, we're going to read the reviews because you guys are the best people out Ever. there. Our listeners are awesome. We appreciate you. Mm-hmm. And this is us showing the appreciation. Yep. This one's called Snuck Up On Me by SpongeBob Reviews. <laughs> <laughs> SpongeBob. It's, is this SpongeBob? I know, but SpongeBob. That's I'm thinking your name's Bonnie. 
SpongeVon? I don't know. Okay. I don't typically write reviews, but y'all seem so appreciative of your reviews that I can't help but want to. I first started listening because I loved you both on Big Brother. Then I was excited to hear the interviews from the amazing racers. And now, even if it's a topic that I don't feel applies to me, I listen because y'all still make it interesting. With Weird and Normal, I can always side with one of you and find myself talking out loud to agree or disagree. One of my favorites was when Victor said how he enters the shower one way and exits out another. We read this review before. I remember reading this review before. We did? Yeah, I do remember. Well, I didn't read it. Okay, I'll pick a different one. Hold no, on. you're good. But see, we, we do go through all of them. So it's not like we stay just to the top ones. We scroll down and find I other ones. I do scroll ones. down, but there's a lot I haven't read. Okay. I know. How about this one? 10 out of 10, five stars. Go this ahead. was just newly posted <laughs> from Ryan 15 Watt. This podcast is unlike any I have listened to. First of all, I have been a fan of Nicole since the second I watched her preseason 16 mm. Big Brother interviews. Likely to pick that Thank one, Thank you. Huh? I haven't read it yet. It's my first time. <laughs> I then was so happy to see her back on season 18. That's when Victor comes into play. Victor is such a man. I legit feel like <laughs> I could be bros with him. You two are so down to earth, and I feel like I'm partaking in the conversation with my friends. Keep it up, and I hope to see one of y'all, if not both, on Big Brother again. Thanks for filling my weeks with pure good pure conversation about real life thank you ryan you rock that's awesome that is awesome so this one is from luxo flynn it's uh like hanging out with friends five I, star i read that one thursdays are my favorite day of the week that one mm-hmm. I, I remember saying that name you scrolled mm. way down really man mm. we're just butchering these reviews huh it's not that we're butchering them. Is that we just find them and they're so awesome? Are you sure you read? No, that I one? haven't read that one. I know. I was about to say I've never. heard. I don't think I did. See, don't try. Don't, don't try know. to do to they're me also, what I did to you. They're all so good. No, seriously, I have <laughs> read one. I thought Thursdays are one of my favorite days of the week. As a stay-at-home mom, I don't get out much, socialize, but listening to your podcast feels like I'm hanging out with friends. It always brings happiness to my day. Smiley face. Can't wait to see the shirts. Oh, yeah, I don't think we did. Yeah, exactly. That's why I picked that one because we took pictures today of the shirts and we recorded this one in advance. So they're out already. They're out already, but hope you guys like the shirts. Mm -hmm. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. You can rate, review, and subscribe. The easiest ways on that little purple app on your phone is Apple Podcasts. Mm -hmm. And you can listen to this anywhere you listen to podcasts. So Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify. And you can always go to www.cococalientepodcast.com. You can listen there and you can also check out the new merchandise, logo, mugs, shirts. Uh, and you can always follow us at Coco Caliente Podcast on Instagram or at Coco Caliente Pod on Twitter. And also, we didn't have time to do a weird or normal or Spanish word of the day today. We apologize. The conversation um, ran a little long, but it was a great conversation. But again, if you have any suggestions on weird or normal, please send them my way. Yes. DM us. The easiest way is to send DM on our uh, Coco Caliente uh, Instagram. Instagram or Twitter. Yep. Thank, Thank you. you. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers, but you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. AutoTrader. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. 
Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com.